You're listening to the best of the TomBernardShow.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> so I'd like to know if I was married to a horror piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My. Special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank yeah. you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you, as always, by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had comedian Judy Gold in studio, talking about her favorite topic of Christmas. And it's not, she's Jewish, but we were also joined by Joanne Parker, playing some tunes. Next... Well, it looks like Christmas is here. Kind of hoping. Judy's gone Christmas. <laughs> well, she's a nice Jewish girl. I'm going to close out song about not liking Christmas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, Judy's a wonderful person. Judy, go. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Judy, we have a great singer and a great guitar player in studio. Joanne is with us. Mark's with us. And Judy Gold, very, very funny person. And You know, you're a wonderful person as well. Do you know that? I, I no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. She goes, I, uh, uh. I mean, you know, I try. I try. No, you're so. in, we just found out during the break that you're in big trouble because uh, we're going to be about 10 miles away in January when you're appearing in Boca Raton. Oh, I know. You better get your butt there. Oh, we are. Are going to come down. And see, there's no question we're going to come down and see you. Oh, right, It'd be so much oh, fun. What's the name of the Italian restaurant there? We had Paul Castronovo. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know, but it was phenomenal. We're going to come and eat Italian food and then cheer for you and laugh. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Oh, we, I can't wait. We won't heckle. I promise. No heckling. 
No heckle. Why are you Why are you going to um, Are you going on vacation? Yeah, we always go down after Christmas. It's we hang wonderful. out down there for a while. Get yeah. out of the cold. It is great. I know. Love that area. And do you broadcast out of there? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, when are you coming back wow. on the KQ yeah, morning you show? Come up, come you got to be back on KQ. You got to be on the, the morning show again too. We haven't had you on in a while because you you've been okay, nap- you've in. been napping or you've been napping. Tell me about the new album. I want to hear about it. The new album is called Tell Me Now. Okay. Nothing's changed. Uh, how I feel. Um, it's filled with positive messaging. And it's my stand-up, yeah. It's, it's brutally honest stand-up. That's what it is. But that's why I love you, because you always it's, have been. You know, yeah. yeah. No, you've always been brutally honest. I, I think it's wonderful. I like people who are yeah. brutally honest. It's a good thing. I know, Tom, but not everyone in show business likes people who are brutally honest, Yeah, I've, not- you know. I've noticed that. Oh, she goes, as you know. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Judy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's really nice. Well, that's true, though. <laughs> well, I mean, just because, you you know, you've been doing this for a long time, so you get it. Yeah, it's, you know. very, it's very, very true. We um, uh, One thing that surprises me is, is, why don't you do more television? You were terrific on television. Why don't you do more of that? Okay, that is like when people say, how come you, you're not on Saturday Night Live? I, I audition. I I don't know. I'm old. I'm tall. I have no idea. Joanne, how tall? Are you? Five ten. Yeah, she's five ten. Catherine's five ten. Five nine and five, a quarter. Five nine and a quarter. Oh, pardon. <laughs> then Judy, you're what, like yeah. six five, right? No, I'm six two. I wrong because <laughs> I had a knee replacement. Well, oh. you know, don't help. I I just love that though. Every time I go on an audition, like I went on an audition yesterday, and it's like you know how you have to slate, you have to say your name. They yes. put you on tape, yep. and they say yep. say your name yep. every time I do it. Name and height, please. I'm like, just, <laughs> really? <laughs> Disqualified. <laughs> you're out. You're too tall. Forget it. You know that might be a. That's an interesting because well, if you, she if has you audition, to be an Amazon in the business. I mean, there, oh there, yeah, so many people are so tiny. Oh, in the that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. No. It's true. They're all so tiny. I've never feeling. heard that. But I think, Judy, <laughs> thinking about that, if you go that approach, if you're, all, you know, like seven or eight inches taller than all leading men, that's going to be a problem. You think? <laughs> <laughs> you think? So you've been you've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of traveling, have you? You haven't come here, though. We're deeply hurt. I know. I want to come back. What was the name of the club there that I love? Uh, uh, Rick Brown. Acme? Acme. Acme. Oh, Acme's yeah, wonderful. Acme. Yeah. yeah, Acme's a great club. I love that club. Well, Get up here. Um, yeah, I do love Minneapolis. I know, I'll come, but I don't want to come in the winter. No. <laughs> no okay. Don't. Pardon me. That's phenomenal. Now, you don't. Now, I yeah, understand. neither do you. That's why you're going to coming in July then. Boy, look at the time. <laughs> yeah, coming from July 1st to July 15th. Yeah, let's not cloud this discussion yeah. with facts. <laughs> Somewhere in there. So yeah. tell me about the new album. It's your stand up. How long did you work on it? And where'd you record it? Um, so I recorded at uh, Westside Comedy Club, which is right in my neighborhood. I live on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And the album is the culmination of, you know, 10 years of trying to get a special that no one will give me because apparently being over 50 in stand-up, apparently you're not, you know, worthy of getting a special on TV. So, what? uh, you know, I just figured, yeah, it's just, I haven't been able to and I'm like, I want to do an album. That's how I listened to stand-up when I was growing up, you know? And then you go see the comic and you want to hear see them do the bit it wasn't you know now every, it, they're not specials anymore these tv no, they're just right. a lot of, you know people just doing stand-up it's not like not like remember it used to be you know you see carlin on hbo and it was like an event it, it's become less 
just that. And I have more control. And I just, you know, so I did an album. I have another one coming out in nine months. Okay. Um, and it's just the stuff I've been working on the past 10 years. It, it, it just amazes me, though, because you could be like the George Burns of women. You could go to your 100. Be phenomenal. Right, right. Sound but, like you know, the network executives are, you know, 25 years old. And they really know what's funny. <laughs> 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 All right, young lady. We will see you in, in a little less than a month. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Okay. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. That didn't even sound sincere. <laughs> it was. It was totally sincere. Thank you. Thanks, Judy. Judy Gold. Bye. One of my favorite people. All right. Take it easy. A wonderful person. She is, yeah, I, I can't wait to go see her. Oh, she is so funny. Now, what we do is we cap the show. We save the best for last. Well, the conversation was phenomenal, so I can't say the best for last. But can you can you do a tune for us in studio, or do you sure. not want to do that? We can well, do that. You brought, he brought, the, brought the guitar, brought so I'm it. guessing there's intention there. I, I well, we didn't know it. what to expect, so what? we always come prepared. Well, now that you know it's Troy's brother, you <laughs> you're fine. Everything could be good. Going mono and stereo. We could sing a Patsy Cline. Is any, are anybody else's headphones going mono and stereo that everyone's on? Whatever you want. No, oh. I just work here. Maybe I just might, maybe mine are ooh, croaking. That's a nice guitar. That's. <laughs> it, it knows funny chords. It knows disco chords. And it knows other funny chords. And it knows how to go. I'll keep a close watch on this heart. That's not it? Nope. Well, don't want to cause you any trouble. Oh, no. Don't want to cause you anything. <laughs> Just one time we'll see you laughing. I love it. And so forth. We are, well, he can't kill us anymore because yeah. he's dead. So. <laughs> That's true. Oh. That's true. I you played that in front of Jellybean Johnson. Oh, uh, did you? And Jellybean yeah. said to me, Mark, you can do better than I can. Oh, he said, he gonna kill you if he hear, you, if he hear that. He gonna kill you. <laughs> Chris gonna kill you. That's what he said. Oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. The, the one I, time, then there's a bunch of other words I'm not going to say, but... <laughs> that makes sense. One time I met Prince was uh, when his, he, he first broke. He was about 17, 18 years old. He was just, had just signed with Warner Brothers. And I was at Cliff Siegel's house, who's now Lauren Siegel. By the way, he wants... <laughs> He wants to come on the show. She wants to come on the show and and, and pretend that, that she is the is Santa's transgender brother. Oh, that's great. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. <laughs> but I, it just honest to God, she is unbelievable. She's a, one thing I do love, too, she's a tough broad, man. I love tough broads. And that's the highest compliment I could give anyone because that would be my wife and my mother and our daughter, our, my sisters. I don't love her. <laughs> Well, see, I told you. All right, what are you guys going to do? I want to sit what, back and do, shut up. Well, we could do a Patsy song, or we could do one of mine. Which, what do you want to do? Why don't we do both? Do one, we'll of, do both. Time to do both? Do one uh, of yours. Okay, we'll start with the sad one. I, I, I'm going to sing this new Christmas song because it's uh, one of my platforms is mental health awareness. And Wonderful. I suffer from anxiety and depression. And I had a friend uh, whose son completed suicide. And I wrote oh. another song after that that's called Home, which is on the record. But when I got to Christmas, I went, wow. This must not be a very good time for them. Like, can you imagine celebrating no. the holiday? Oh, People God. around you are oh. trying to being happy, 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 and and I got to thinking about a lot of friends that I know that really just don't like the holidays, and it's got to be really tough when you're expected to feel a certain way and you just don't. Right. So one of my big things is just to help people feel not so alone and to maybe, you know, just tell them, like, 
I, I know where you're coming from. Just reach out to somebody. You know, it's you're okay. making me very sad. My father was schizophrenic, and at Christmas it was just horrible. Oh, he would yeah. just sit and stare at the ceiling the whole time. Yeah, it's and, that, and nobody. It's hard to talk about that because yeah, you're supposed to be is. happy, right? No, it still is absolutely. It's very yeah. Happy. So I wrote this song. It's called Silent Night. It's not the regular Silent Night. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yes. You're a lot older than I thought if you were, wrote Silent Night. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I'll do that. And then we can get out of our funk and do something fun after this. But right. I think it's important that people feel recognized and validated. So, ready? Well, it looks like Christmas is here Sort of hoping that it wouldn't show up this year Cause for me, celebrating just doesn't seem right But all I've got is a silent night Seems like everyone has got somewhere to be Hear them making plans with their families And it's all I can do not to break down and cry So I sit here alone on this silent night And no amount of cheer is gonna lift my head And the lights and decorations remind me instead of what it is I don't have to go home to So please don't ask me what I want for a gift Cause there's really only one thing on my list And I know there's not a chance that it's what I'm gonna get So thank you for the wishes for a happy holiday and if I was in a better place, I believe a way you'll say Merry Christmas, but for me, Mary's far out of sight And the only sound is my breaking heart On this silent night Silent night Way to go, Joy, and you made my wife cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Down there tearing up. I hate that song. <laughs> Play it again. Sing it again. That's true. That is, oh, I, we got a comment from a listener. This is hilarious because in Joanne's bio, there's a comment. Joe from Louisville said, she sounds kind of like Janis Joplin. <laughs> and in your bio, it says, she oh, kind of yeah. sounds like a sober, sober Janis. Yeah, Janice Joplin. Mm. A recovering Janice Joplin. That's what yes, yes. Look at Catherine. She's full. There's Kleenex down there. It's my job. Do you want to do a, do do a Patsy song? Pick one. Oh, uh, which one? I'll go out my da- That's a good one. That's good. Oh, the toots. Oh, the toots. Oh, the toots right here. Ready? I go out walking after midnight Out in the moonlight Just like we used to do I'm always walking 
After midnight searching for you I walk for miles along the highway Well that's just my way of saying I love you I'm always walking after midnight searching for you I stop to see a weeping willow crying on his pillow Maybe he's crying for me And as the sky turns gloomy, the night wind whispers to me I'm lonesome as I can be I go out walking after midnight out in the starlight Just hoping you may be somewhere out walking can they get the album? Hard to Love is available. I get the most money if you buy it from joyannparker.com because that comes directly from me. You can get the CD there autographed or a digital copy. Otherwise, it's available everywhere. You buy your digital music, um, including the free ones, Spotify, all those other ones, all all there. And all the info's at joyannparker.com and we've got a couple holiday shows coming up. And, and we're so, an yeah. amazing voice. Ah, uh, thank yeah, you. you do. We you will be at Crooners two nights in a row. Actually, we're going to be there on December 28th. Uh, to do our regular R&B show and then Patsy Cline on the 29th which I think there's like four tickets left for that so yeah. get that and then we're doing New Year's Eve at Bucure wonderful great having you and you have to come back thank you I'd love to you can bring Mark alright okay. <laughs> Mark they invited you back yeah, you've been invited back that's wonderful I was that worried was about you <laughs> exactly that was wonderful thanks thank for you. listening we shall be right back Tom Bernard Show Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Just see those sleigh bells jingle and ring, jingle, jingling too. It was Judy Gold and Joanne Parker on the best of. Coming up next, we had Scott Harris talking about fireproofing homes in California. And Egg Begley Jr. too. Next on the best of. What if Scott ends up hating Christmas? What about that? Scott, do you Who hate Christmas? Hates Christmas? <laughs> some people do. Well, I, I can understand why some people do, too. I really can't. Why, hate Christmas? Yeah. Well, people get nuts around Christmas time. Well, that can, is true. I can understand. I've been frustrated through the holidays because it's kind of a, a delay of of progress in your life especially now in america we stop from thanksgiving to new year's we do all business stops and i'm sure i'm sure in scott's business it's the same right scott from thanksgiving to new year's we we don't stop we keep working all the way through um but you know what's actually good it's one of our more productive times of year because that's when our clients stop calling us as much (laughs) (laughs) scott nice attitude you should get in the radio with an attitude like that I'm trying. The TV and film um, business literally shuts down between does, yeah. Thanksgiving and January 17th. There's nothing. You can't get a hold of anybody. It's a 
big delay. It's like uh, it's like uh, summer in Europe, right? Yeah, yes, nobody exactly. calls you back. They go, oh, "We'll get we'll get back to you after the holidays." <laughs> That's four months from now. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, Scott Harris, our special guest. Uh, I got to tell you right up front that uh, I've I've been interviewing Ed Begley Jr. for about 30 years now, maybe even longer than that. I also do a morning show in town, and he appears on that, and he's been on this show, too. I love Ed Begley Jr. He's just a wonderful guy, but one time he says to me, you know, Tom, I get on my bicycle, and I pedal my bicycle, and I make my toast that way every morning. I said, I got some bad news for you, Ed. You're expelling more CO2 by breathing hard on a bicycle than any amount of electricity to make toast. Yeah, humans are actually not a very efficient machine. No, they are not. So, but We're not helping with the greenhouse gases there. Yeah, I, 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 Scott, I got to go through the the sad part of it. What happened in in Malibu? Well, all across. I mean, California got hammered, and it was so sad to see all that destruction. Yeah. Know, there, there's argument now about should we be should we be doing some cutting? Did what? Did, what did President Trump say? Get, what, get a lawnmower? Or what? Did, he said some weird thing. Get a weed whacker. Weed whacker. Or something. It wasn't yeah. a, sh- a rake. A rake. Yeah, you need a rake. That's what he said. You need to rake and you get a weed whacker. And, <laughs> but it was just horrible to watch. And you, it seems to me, are, were right there in the middle of it watching it happen, it's, it sounds like. Is that correct? Yeah, our, our house wasn't that far. I mean, it was our, our home was close enough where you were getting the ash on the car and just oh, watching the fires. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I, I saw them the first night as they were hitting. Um, and it's sad when you realize how many lives are lost. I mean, I was reading that 2,500 lives a year are being lost by fire and when you consider we have the technology so no one's life should be lost it's it's absurd it's obscene that we yes, still yes. allow people to build without the protection that they need in these homes uh it's, you got the technology why not do it and then after the fires you get mudslides because there's nothing to stop the mud from sliding i, suppose, yeah. I lived in the hollywood yeah. hills for a long time and it just never ends from earthquakes to yeah, fires I mean, to mudslides to flash floods <laughs> These, all these bad builders, though, are actually been great for our business. So I, oh, I suppose that is too great for your business. I, I, I've told L.A. Nick several times that uh, San Quentin's not in the Hollywood Hills, but he won't believe me. But <laughs> <laughs> so, what is LED? What is uh, LEED? Excuse me, LED Platinum. What is that? Oh, it's great. Uh, it's not a light. It stands for right. Leader, United States Green Building Council created a. Uh, I got kind of a course where you would go through and you collect points based on how energy efficient and how environmentally effective and how clean your house is going to be. Um, and so they call it the LEED program, which is Leadership and Energy and Efficiency in Design. Um, and then they have your different scales where we hit. So if you're talking about Ed's house, we did his LEED Platinum, which these, you know, is silver, gold, platinum. I think you have to collect 90 mm-hmm. points. We collected 105 points. So we, we overachieved on that one for him. And then, um, yeah, he, one. so what's the story with the house? What, what about Ed Bigley Jr.'s house? First of all, can you build larger homes? Like the fact that you do build estate, this is something, this technology will work for any size home? Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. Right. So here's the, here's the ironic thing is a lot of the technology that out there is being used in, on commercial properties as far as the fire protection and life safety systems and seismic. And they haven't really come yet into the residential market as much. So, you know, the answer is yes, of course. I mean, if we can do it on a commercial level, you can most definitely be doing it yeah. on a small-scale level. For home. And what what is it that you do? I, I, I'm fascinated to hear how a building is being changed because obviously it had to be changed. Uh, what? How did this develop? Uh, 
I mean, on the projects that we're doing, we're implementing a lot of newer technologies, such as, uh, and just one, one thing that's really simple is called waterproofing. You would not believe how many people are building these biodegradable buildings. They wrap them in paper, you know, and you consider buildings are wrapped in paper inside and out, and they let the water flow through. You get one of these kind of biohazard nightmares that um, most homes have to some degree. And you consider that actually that has a big impact on your health when you consider about you consider the mold and air quality and what people do when they're not feeling well, like, I'm not feeling so good today. You know, what's the first thing you do is you go and curl up in your bed. Well, what if your home's making you sick, which a lot of them are? Um, I, I didn't realize that I had a lot of allergies. I'm kind of the canary in the mine. So for years, you know, I go to my doctor one day, and he's like, your nose looks messed up. You do not look normal. I said, I've always been oh. this way. You know, and I spent my life working at home. <laughs> and he said, so they had me tested, and it turns out a lot of the things, the allergens that are in homes are what I've been allergic to. So it kind of put me on a corrective course to, you know, number one, I can walk in someone's home, and I start sneezing. I can tell you <laughs> whether you're, yeah. you've got a, one that be done but it also maybe for selfish reasons and for reasons for others i've been working to create these homes that are a lot more allergenic for people and healthier um so that's that's enormous and then a lot of just the other technologies that we're using um you know like for example one of the ones that we use for ads is uh when you walk in just an inexpensive thing you can do you walk into his bedroom or, i mean sorry to the bathrooms or the kitchen there's a motion detector that will turn on the hot water for you so it circulates and pumps it so you're not having to run your cold water out of your circuit oh that's a good idea it's a really good idea because the bigger the house is i got to believe at some points in those big houses it takes a while for the hot water to get to that uh, faucet i would imagine i got some bathrooms it takes yeah. it takes a good couple of minutes yeah it does in some big houses yeah, yeah so so the answer is to right wherever your your hot water heater is in your property you have a pipe that goes from there all the way to your sink and so every time you turn the water on you have to empty out all the water from your hot water tank to your sink your faucet when yeah. you turn it on right and yeah. then the hot water comes out that's kind of wasteful especially yeah. that's out so we actually have a pump that will pump the water through in about one mississippi it's on and um I mean, little fun stuff like that we've done. Um, and just as far as energy efficiency in these homes, I mean, I think Ed's bills, I think last he told us he's paying $10 a month for his, his entire uh, utility bill. What, crazy in LA. What's your opinion on these tankless these tankless hot water heaters, that get tanks that go right in under the sink to where the, the hot water is right at that sink? Uh, we install them when we need to. They're not as, so if you're using one of those, you're not using something that's energy efficient because those are running on electricity. And you're, you're essentially, what you've done is you've got a tank, you know, a small tank, a reservoir that's continually heating it with electricity. Not a great efficient use. Um, using natural gas is a much less expensive and a much cleaner process. So we like to use those when possible. Now, I like this. Homes of the future are more environmentally friendly, earthquake and fire resistant, and inventions made, uh, they make life more streamlined and enjoyable, build fire resistant and mold free. That's wonderful that you can do all these things now because... Look, I mean, I'm not real happy with everybody pissing and moaning about America constantly and how we need to live cleaner, because I do think we need to live cleaner and, and save all we can. But then they look the other way when we get to the Eastern Hemisphere. It's like, can we agree to this across the board so we all don't choke to death on somebody else's crap? 
And it's true. And, you know, here's one of my biggest complaints about this industry is that one of the most important things that we all have is a place to live, right? We, right. Everyone, yes. every one of us has to go home and live somewhere. And then during the day, you're working somewhere. So you have, it's one of the professions, the few professions where you can't actually go and, and get a master's. You can't get a PhD. I can't even get a bachelor's in. I mean, good luck if I get a two-year degree somewhere. Um, and it's... It's, it's not thought of as, as a job that was something respected, and so therefore, you know, everyone, it's a blue-collar job. Like, I'll work, I'll be a builder while I'm being <laughs> trying to make it as an actor or a lawyer or a doctor or something. Some of us actually wanted to be a builder and learn how to, and you can't. So you're basically, you're learning from trade to trade, and there's a lot of, as you said, there's greed in this field, you know, and there's basically, wait, if I don't do this, I can make more money, okay, you know, and so that's what happens. We, as a society, don't have anyone that's actually teaching people how to build and you know you look at I look at these homes from the 1920s and 30s which is really most of the the oldest homes that are still around today yeah and the technology used on those is essentially the same as far as the technique except you know you, the newer ones if you look at standard construction they've got a dual insulated glass wow big deal they're still still wrapping the buildings with paper they're biodegradable they last about as long as your uh, 30-year mortgage we haven't changed it but you look we've been putting we were able to put a man on the moon i mean you look what happened with phones internet um and what i when i what happens with some of these other devices such as vehicles and anything that is they have a lifespan of when they're recreated because when it when it's old or it breaks we recreate it being that homes are like on a 30 year to 50 year you know recreation level we are so behind the times for those reasons you know i think america is behind the times with building i mean i travel a lot and i go to other countries and i'm amazed at how far advanced they are that homes wise than we are even just fixtures plumbing fixtures and quality over in different countries seems way above ours here really absolutely it's so beyond. Especially, I, yeah. especially in japan i mean their, their their plumbing is so superior to ours i mean their fixtures they have sinks that they're that dry your hands right in the sink in your house i mean there's no towel they're way far than we own that stuff that stuff doesn't even exist here right what do you, mean? Right. you can't even buy it but it's calm. It's it's <laughs> everywhere there. Really. And you know, Japan's probably the most earthquake-proof building country in the world because there's an earthquake every five seconds. Right. But their technology in homes there is way far advanced than ours, and I don't know why. <clears throat> I don't know. If yeah, we were. I just came back. <clears throat> I just came back from Italy a few weeks ago, and similar. You know, you would think you're driving in the Italian countryside, and technology didn't make it out there, but in oh, so did. many ways. <laughs> Oh yeah. my God! They're wow! Built, I, I like noticed, they were so, so much more advanced. I'm, I'm I'm in the housing and building and stuff, and so I look at every detail. And I'll tell you what: the hardware in like Italy, just door hardware. You look at their latches and their right? lock assemblies. They're so right? they're so high end. They're so nicer than ours. You open and close a door in Italy, you're like, wow, this is like complete. It's like a Rolls Royce yeah. compared to a Fiat. Yeah. So the, and and for some reason, so coolest, it doesn't come to America. I don't understand why. So the coolest thing I saw in Italy, like one of the coolest things about door hardware is they have, they're doing doors without that little latch, you know, and you've got the little tab and the door shuts and that spring-loaded thing, right? But um, when you shut your door, yep. mm -hmm. they have a magnet in there. Yeah, It yeah. was so genius. I know, I've seen them. It's not mechanical. I spent it's got a little recess. Yeah, the magnet sucks it in. I'm like, oh my God. They have that, why, on, why they have that, that on, on their drawers, too. Like their cabinets, yeah. kitchen cabinets and stuff. 
they have way higher. They are way higher end than we are. I don't know if it's because I think in Italy, especially because Italy after the war, they took they wanted to be the fashion capital of the world, and not fashion not just in clothing, but fashion in everything. And they even put it in the door hardware and cabinetry, and their stuff's really quality. I'm impressed with Italy's hardware. By the way, Scott, I might want to mention to you that L.A. Nick is 100% Italian. That has nothing to do with it, does it? No, Scott, Scott, you will, <laughs> Scott, you will agree with me, right? Italy has some amazing right. hardware. Oh, I did. I just actually finished an article about uh, my love affair with Italy. I just was blown away by this. the Great architects, the, uh, the design aspects. I mean, it's fascinating and amazing how you come to Los Angeles and you realize like there's a it's like that uh, lost in time you know I feel like Chaka's gonna come out or I don't know if you remember that exactly Scott <laughs> how do people read uh, now, do you travel how do people reach out to you if they want to maybe talk to you about building a home here there's a lot of money in Minnesota I'll tell you that and very very uh, clean living people can people reach out to you yeah, absolutely. So uh, my email is scott at buildingcgroup.com. It's uh, scott at buildingcgroup.com. And the company is Building Construction Group. And if you go to buildingcgroup.com, you will you can see a few of the things we do. We'll get it done. I have to ask you a very quick question. Are you from Canada originally? That's a good question. My grandmother and grandfather is. I knew it! See, being in Minnesota, I, you know how I could tell that? Yeah, you heard something? No, three things. Well, yes, I did hear one thing. You, you end some sentences up when only Canadians end that sentence up. But the great part of it is you're a very nice guy, but you're also a smart ass. So that makes you Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought I was from New York. I'm like, I like I want to go back to New York. It's yeah, a, I understand. The first place you can actually just say what you think without somebody thinking you're a smart ass. It is true. Scott, thanks for your time today, and we will... Uh, Put that up on our website, of course, and talk more about how people can get in touch with you. I think it's a great idea. I appreciate your time today, sir. All right. Thank you all. Great. I'll talk to you guys soon. Scott Harris, ladies and gentlemen. Right. What a nice guy. Yeah, really. Wait a minute. He's still on. Scott, Scott I didn't mean I, you're not that good again. He's the only person that, under, that got appreciation for hardware. Because I see door hardware yeah. in Europe. I'm like, why don't we have these doorknobs? Why don't we have these latches? They're so quality. Mm. And you can really feel the difference. Well, I mean, we have yeah. a clock and nobody pays attention to it. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. What do you recall, the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. That was Scott Harris on The Best Of. Coming up next, we are going to be closing out the show. And opening up the vault all the way back to episode 532 with Greg Warren talking about good old fax machines, all other funny stuff. Next, then how the reindeer loved him as they shouted out with glee. Rudolph the red nose. In any case, we're talking about St. Louis earlier. I, you know, I have one more Tony story if you don't mind. Yeah, please. There are people that come into St. Louis from the Ozarks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they do. Hillbillies. Yeah. Hillbillies. That's yeah. exactly right. I was uh, eating at Tony's one time, and I hear this this guy go, oh, where are the bones? Like this. And I looked over, and it was a server, apparently uh, an Ozarkian. I don't oh, know how no. you can call that. 
had ordered the baked fish and ate all of it. Oops. The oh, head, boy. the bones, the tail, ate the skin. That's gross. Ate all of it. I've never heard anything like that. I've never like heard that. anything like that before. Uh, like, holy God. But I, my first uh, exposure to Steak and Shake was in St. Louis. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Love Steak. There's one in Florida now that, yeah. that we go to all the time. Did you have any of the pizza in uh, St. Louis? Oh, yeah. The pizza's it, wonderful. Yeah, it's a different, different, a whole different thing. It is. Yeah. And it's really good. Yeah. Coco's still around, I hope. I do not think Coco's is around. Actually. Not anymore? No. I used like, to love Coco's. Who's yeah, that? Kind of a breakfast uh, restaurant. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I used to go to uh, Clayton, Missouri, all the time. At a I was there uh, a couple days ago, actually. Oh, you were in Clayton? Yeah, I was. Is that uh, like high? That's higher, high tone, St. Louis. It's pretty it? nice. Yeah, it's very. Yeah. Nice. It's it's like uh, sort of a mix of upscale, and then it's also uh, a lot of the uh, St. Louis County government is there. Yeah, and courthouses yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and I've always liked the name Creevecore. Creevecore. Yeah. That's a great name for a town. Yeah, that's where the uh, comedy club is actually yeah. in Creevecore. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, I will say this: in 1978. Yep. Was that the first year Pete Rose uh, moved? Pete Rose he was go, playing. Was he went from went to the Cincinnati Phillies. to the Phillies? Yeah. It was the the Phillies were playing the Cardinals. Yeah. For the home opener. Okay. And it was the first. So I don't remember what year the, the, the Phil uh, Pete Rose's first year with with the Phillies was. Seventy nine. So it's seventy nine. Okay, okay, I was off by one year. That's close. I'm sitting at Bush Stadium, uh, opening day. It's like April 5th, because now they open on April 1st or whatever. Right. But back back then it was the 5th, 6th, something like that. The coldest I've ever been in my really? life. Yeah. Because it was not, and there's no snow, but it was kind of rainy. Yeah. Oh, my God, I know was what it you cold. Mean. Yeah. I mean, it did. Uh, St. Pat's Day is a big uh, holiday in my family, so I try to go back to St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Of course, the middle of March, and uh, the middle of March, and we always go down the parade and stuff. The middle of March sure. in St. Louis is really cold. Oh, here, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah, here, too. It's just, it, it but there, there, I think there's more humidity or dampness. Yeah. Uh, it just, I mean, because this place here, it's just cold. Yeah. I mean, it's colder than hell. There's no doubt. It about is. It. You guys got everybody beat here. There's is, no question yeah. about it. We win. Yeah. It is the coldest metropolitan area in the world. Is it really? Yep. I don't know why your parents and my parents is like. Here's where we're going to settle. I asked my dad that once. <clears throat> Excuse me. He got really mad at me. Well, listen, none <laughs> of your goddamn yeah. business. He's like, "What the hell kind of question is that?" I know, but I mean, it's. I love it from the Fourth of July to Christmas. I love living here. Yeah, yeah. February and January are just oh, brutal, huh? Yeah. Oh, bad. just it's unbelievable, and it's unrelenting. Yeah, <laughs> you know how that is. It's just gloomy all the time, and yeah, I, you know, I've uh, I, I, now that I live in New York, I'm really. You get really in tune to the weather because you're you're oh, yeah. out all the time yeah. walking around, and it, this this past winter was pretty brutal. Was, uh, oh, yeah, it's another place, New York. And, you know, oh, sit, sitting get, on the ocean like that it's when it's damp. when it's raining and cold, it's really and cold. You're, you're just there. You're not in a car. You're yep. walking. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. the subway. Uh, you, you, so where do you live in New York? I live in Queens, Astoria, Queens. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Astoria. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's a great area. Yeah, it's. Uh, very uh, like a uh, Greek neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Apparently, Jude uh, doesn't uh, like yeah, Greeks. Uh, yeah, yeah. We just found that. <laughs> Got a lot of Greeks on this week. Yeah, too. we have a lot of Greeks on. Have you really? Some yep. Paros and Kostaki Kononopoulos. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. Is he? He's a friend of yours? Yeah, he's a really good friend of mine. Oh, oh I, I love Kostaki. Is he in town mentioned. this week? Or is he no, he does a, a football snipe. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's great. He does it. Yeah, he's a buddy of mine. Every Monday, he's on here. We love Kostaki. He's one of the nicest men on earth. 
Yeah. Just a really nice he guy. He is a nice guy. guy. Unless you bring up Carolyn Ray. <laughs> well, he's, he's always been very... Um, no, he's fine. Yeah. He's a great guy. He is just one of the nicest guys in the world. But uh, John Silamparos was on the show on, on Monday, and Kostaki's on doing quick snaps on Monday, too. And so I mentioned Silamparos to him, and he said... Is his real name Yanni? Because no Greek's name is John. <laughs> and it turns out his name was what, Andy? Osiris. Osiris. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that's yeah, what Osiris. it was going to be. Yeah. But it's so yeah. funny. Yeah, and the it, very next day, our allergist is uh, Demetrios something. It's something very long. Very Greek. Who is out there? I, I don't know. There's like guys walking around. Someone out there? Why are there guys here? They're, they're changing the filter in the HVAC. Oh, oh, thank God. Well, Jude does not like them. Ah, Jude did not like them wandering through the area. Well, apparently, uh, maybe Michy's coming in at one thirty. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Nobody, tell, nobody ever tells me anything. Well, I've got some good news, What's that? at least. The guy who came from Liberia and decided to start spreading Ebola. Yeah. Apparently, once he goes back home, they're going to prosecute him. Really? Yep. For lying. I have a wait, question for you. I don't you get wait, wait. that. I don't either. He you, lied to get yeah, on the airplane. If you get on a plane and you suspect you have Ebola, that's you can't do that. It's illegal. So he thought he had Ebola and he came to the U.S. for medical he treatment? He aided someone. No, he just came here to visit family. Yeah. Yeah. Just completely disregarding everyone else on the plane and everyone he came in contact with. Cause Did you know? Selfish piece of shit. <laughs> I thought yeah. that the symptoms of Ebola were pretty... Norm, like flu-like. If you live in Liberia and you get flu-like <laughs> sy- symptoms, well, you're not supposed to fly when you have the flu either. Yeah. Well, yeah. but I mean, like you know, you're in a hot zone. Any yeah. possible symptoms, that's like you yeah. have to assume the worst. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm sure it's just a cold. Let's go. Well, you don't have symptoms right away. Either. They probably ask him, were you around anyone with Ebola? Even though he'd helped someone who was carried them in his arms, yeah, and he says no. So then no. he probably no. has, doesn't have any outward symptoms. Mm-hmm. When he gets here, he has them. So he's it's interesting it what they w- what they don't tolerate in Liberia and what they do. <laughs> well, and yeah. maybe he wanted to come over here so he could get better treatment. Well, no, that's not the issue at no. all. The, the biggest issue, you do know, and we talked about this yesterday on the afternoon show, that they're not telling the people which plane he came on. They're not telling what? the people that are on the plane with him. Oh, you didn't know that? No. They said, no, we're not going to tell the other passengers because he was still in incubation. He didn't have it full-blown yet. Oh, my God. It's like, what? So I might have been sitting next to a guy that had Ebola, and you're not going to tell me. Well, did he Were land in, in New York? No. First? <laughs> I don't know. Did he land in New York first and then? I, I, that I don't know. I, I don't I don't fly to Liberia much. So well, I don't I'm know. just saying. I don't know where the direct I'm, flight is from here to I'm, Liberia. I'm just saying if, you know, you landed in anywhere around what he was, yeah. you know. I mean, anybody I, he came I would in just contact be, he was in contact with all his relatives' children, like holding them on their, oh, his lap yeah. and, you know, throwing them up in the air. And, well, thanks for that, sir. Yeah. I read somewhere they think they'll have a vaccine for that by the end of this year. Well, did you also see what happened on Wall Street? No. That company's stock, like, doubled. Oh, yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> when they announced it, like, whoa. Their stock so are went, we, went through the roof. So are we supposed to all get vaccinated for Ebola on the off chance that somebody comes no. over? Not yet. No I don't think so. No? Greg Warren, our special guest here. He's at Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight, tomorrow night, on Saturday night, and on Sunday as well. Yeah. Greg, it's kind of weird because the advertisers on this show are all friends of mine. 
That's pretty cool. It's just, and I didn't put the arm. I was like, "You're my friend. Cough up." Yes, <laughs> it yeah. wasn't like that at all. Yeah, actually, what? Kinda I did. said yes, Kidding. you did. Yeah. Truth no, be I mean, told, yeah. I mean, it's seasonal. But but we get we get money from the state. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dan Chesky from Dan Southside Marine. He's, he owns a uh, uh, boat dealership. Okay. Detroit and Midwest fans, that's a seasonal deal. But you and Michael have become friends just mm-hmm. by appearing on this show together. Mr. Chesky. Twitter. Chesky, you know Dan Chesky, who everybody thinks is my brother. Because we're built the same, pretty much. I see. Catherine said when she first met Dan, she said, Does every friend of yours have to be built like Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> he just, Dan's a big guy. Yeah. Really, a big, broad-shouldered guy. He is guy. a little Shrek-y, though. Actually, got have the big a hands. of him here. Oh, got a pic- oh not Let's that see. one. <laughs> there he is. Let me see. Yeah, that's a, that's a Shrek. <laughs> I know he shows up at our 500th episode with those teeth and that mullet. I, I seriously, I didn't know who it was for I didn't a while at first. because the teeth were so realistic. But I was like, just a hell of a nice guy. You need to see our uh, our dentist. No, you would probably know this. I, I assume that boat sales this time of the year are huge, aren't they? You know, there's a. a October is good for boats and sports cars. There's people looking oh, for yeah. end of the year yeah, bargains. I can see that. Um, used boats especially because people don't want to store them. But same with cars. Yeah, and, I can see that. And then it probably, I don't know, I've never sold boats, but I'm guessing it come the 1st of November, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, I would Until the so. boat show, which is middle of January, I think? Yep, middle of January. People order their so new they boats. they three months off, and then they go like hell. Greg, do you even have a car anymore? No. No? I, um, no. Here's the thing. You would don't you like uh, one? No, thank you. Uh, but uh, when, when I, if I move back to St. Louis, I'll make sure to, to look okay. you up. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't need a car in you know in New York. You don't really miss your car until you have to walk somewhere to purchase an item that you used to bring home in your car. Like right. I, I, right. Um, right. I had to get an ironing board. And uh, I didn't even think about it. I walked like 15 blocks of hardware stores. I was about to get the ironing board. I'm like, oh, no, no. Uh, I'm going I'm to have to walk home looking like a surfer who gets in bad direction or something. <laughs> you know, and, and, and at my age, like, what, what do I care what people think of me? You know, I guess I still do because in my head I was thinking – as soon as I walk outside, somebody's going to be like, nice iron and board, Gertrude. You know, like, <laughs> nobody said anything. No, no. Nobody even looked at it. me. That, that's the beauty of New York. Yep, like, if, if you think you're doing something weird, don't worry about it. There's somebody doing something way, way weirder right next to you. It, it, it was arrogant to me. To think that I was going to get noticed with just an ironing board. You know, yeah, like, not happening. Yeah, we, yeah, there's, we, yeah, we there's, thought somebody was dead in Pinkberry. Yeah, we did. and people were sitting right, like inches away from them, right. just laughing and talking yeah, and having sure. a great yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, it's good. My uh, first time in because I uh, moved to New York in 1982 after I left Capitol just to do voiceover. I just okay. that's what I did. We lived at 20th Street and Second Avenue. Oh man, I uh, I lived real close to that when I first. Oh, did you? I lived. Uh, I love living there. Yeah, like the East Village kind of. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I love Gramercy area. Yeah, I guess it gets into Gramercy. That, yeah, it that does part. a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I lived uh, down on Lower East Side when I first moved to New York. You, lived, you didn't live in the Al- Alphabet City, did you? Not too far from there. Yeah, because yeah. that that now when I lived there, Alphabet City was not very nice. Now it's nice. Now it's nice. Yeah. Union Square. My first day in New no, York. No, I lived far, like down below Houston. Oh, like, okay. yeah. All right. Which everybody in town calls Houston. Yeah. Hey, let's go to Houston. No, okay, you're not from here. Right? Yeah. But in any case, uh, so I flew out to get the apartment, get settled and all the rest of it. So I'm kind of just wandering around looking for all these advertising agencies that I'm supposed to read commercials for and right. blah, 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 right? And I'm in Times Square, and I'm walking along, and I see a pair of running shoes, 
and then I see the hairy legs sticking out of these running shoes, and then the bottom of a blue chiffon dress. So I went, this is interesting. Yeah. So I looked up, and it was a guy with a full beard and no arms. Oh, boy. Now, that's New York right yeah. there, man. Yeah, that's everything. It was 1980, 81? 82. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, crazy. somebody put the dress on him so he could go out. Because he had yeah, no arm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. And it couldn't even... I thought, well, I just see that. Well, then the other thing. Are just well, maybe that's why he wore it, though, because it'd be easier to put on, wouldn't it? I suppose you put on with your then feet. It, well, you couldn't put a you know, dress maybe. shirt. It would be tough. Um, <laughs> and the other thing, the Roy Rogers chicken that used to be right in Times Square? Yeah. Probably not even. Is he, probably not no, even I don't think so. No. But there was a Roy Rogers chicken there, right in Times Square. No, not. I don't think of Times Square, no. Yeah, there, there's some other ones there, but there was one right there. They're ripping it all up again. And I also witnessed a uh, woman beat the piss out of a guy right in front of Roy Rogers' chicken. Really? I mean, they were like in a fist fight, and she beat the shit out of him. I was like, good God. I didn't uh, see that coming. I got punched uh, in your old neighborhood not too far from there, actually. You did? Yeah, yeah. What'd you do now? I didn't do... I I was just walking, and... uh, you know, I, I just hear this guy behind me, and he's like, "Hey, what are you looking at?" And, you know, and I'm like, like an idiot. I turned around, oh. you know, which like, and then he was he was just fishing for something. So I yeah. just I just kept walking. He sprints like a block and a half. Oh no! He gets in my face. I was like, I was talking to you. He was like, I was talking to you. Don't walk away from me. I'm like, man, just get get out of here, man. I don't I don't know who you are. Like, let's forget about this. Oh god! And I turned to walk away, and he just jacked me. And, really? Uh, yeah, he like punched me. It was a good shot. And, you know, I, like I haven't been hit in quite a while. Yeah. I'm 46. It's been a while. Right. But I, it, my first instinct was like, I'm just going to finish up my walk. That's you know, <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, I wrestled when I was in college. So I know sort of what – and it just sort of took over. I'm like, wait a minute. I know what to do. Like, And I, like, uh, I shot a single leg takedown on him. And I uh, he he went right down. He, he sucked. He was terrible. Across the leg. Like, <laughs> gu- guarantee the guy never made it past districts. And, no. Drag his ear down yeah, the yeah, sidewalk. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then I flipped out. I'm screaming, like, why'd you fucking hit me? Why'd you – you know, like, Yeah, you know, why right. did he? Yeah. Yeah, never reason? Scream, you know, he was just crazy he was just you know he was on something oh jesus so like finally like some guy walks by and he pulls his cell phone out and i'm like oh no he's gonna call the cops then that it sort of dawned on me like what are you doing you're 46 you can't yeah and then uh what he did, he started videotaping us, Ugh. which like that's such a commentary on what happens in society mm-hmm. now. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then and then like I just I just got up. I was like, hey man, I I gotta go. I just walked away. And like if that happened in St. Louis, it would be in the papers. Like nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nobody said a word about it. Like yeah. nothing happened at all. Well, uh, it, it it irritates me that you're supposed to worry about hitting somebody back who hits you first. I mean, I think that they deserve. If, if, if you can give you, if you can hit back hard. Oh yeah! Once I think he hit they, me, they need. I the was lesson. brought up like that's my father yeah. was a wrestling coach. If you, you know, I don't care how old I am. If I get hit, I'm going to hit him back. But not like, like the rules in school. I didn't try to hurt him. Like I mean, I, I I took him down and I had my hand on his throat and immediately then I started realizing, oh, this guy's just a heroin addict and oh. he's like he has. I mean, he was just docile at that point. So I oh, didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It takes you by surprise getting hit on the street. Yeah. Who thinks that's going to happen? Uh, the, he, uh, the dog's got my shoelace. Actually, Andy, what was the first? <laughs> what was the first year of email? I like it. <laughs> uh, the first, well, that really depends on what you mean by email. 
Well, like when people started using e- email to send oh, messages to one another. A long time ago. Uh, I would say that was probably uh, America Online made that a big thing. You know, you got so mail. Was, yeah. What, like 20? 80, uh, let's see. AOL. Late 80s, 1991 is when AOL became a thing. Really? Amazing. All right. Yep. And then before when, that, it was CompuServe, though, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. CompuServe. But yeah. I mean, that was like AOL was definitely the. It was the Apple of its time. It's yeah. what got the service right. to everyone. Yeah, and it was overpriced garbage. Come here. Okay, how about faxing? <laughs> I kind of like it. When did well, people start faxing? Wow, a uh, oh. long, long time ago. Mid eighties, maybe. No, I was thinking early. I think it's in the seventies. Was it the seventies? I, really? I feel like faxing was more popular than emailing for a while, a time, wasn't yeah. it? There's a reason I'm asking this. By the way, this I'll get to it. Stuff. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, it's not that good. Uh, Nostalgic. Uh, for companies, yeah. late seventies. Okay, really? so okay, so that makes sense. So I, I would have thought late eighties. The big deal was plain paper. Fax. Plain paper fax was huge. Yeah. Yeah. She used to get those oh, yeah, curled up things. Horrible. Looks like a real piece of paper. Yeah, that's amazing, that man. Paper. That was a big deal. Yeah. It's a true story. The reason I asked him that is at 10th Street Deli on 10th and Second. I went in there and I ordered my deal. I'm kind of waiting around. It took a little bit of time because they're very busy at lunchtime. And he said. Well, you know, if you want to, from now on, you can just fax us your order. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I had no idea what they really? were talking about. Yeah. Just fax your order, and uh, we'll have it ready for you. I'm like, I have no idea what you're even talking about. So it came and went that quickly? Yeah. Fax, I mean, yeah. And at the very end, there, remember there were spam faxes? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So irritating. Where is I never really mortgage learned. companies yeah. constantly. Uh, yeah, realtors, car sales. Yeah, fax mortgage was a pain company. In the that was like right before the mortgage yeah. crisis. That was. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. it really was. You know, the only spam I get now on my fax is from Pat Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sales know, guy. Somebody for, asks me to uh, fax the radio something. Station. Any real estate agent, I'm always like, they've got to be over 60. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you want the... Yeah. They don't know how to scan. Well, you want I mean, to scroll? <laughs> the only reason I have them fax me my son, because I, you know, I do the morning show from my house. Right. So the only yeah, reason I, I have, that. I knew that. Yeah. yeah. The only reason that I that I have them fax everything over, because if they just emailed it over, then I have to go through all the trouble of printing it all out anyway. Right. Because I'm not just, you know... So, like, the, the commercial log and the music log and all that stuff, I'm not going to just go through all that so well, I just have yeah that's actually over. easier for you yeah yeah the faxing that is much easier because mm-hmm. otherwise it's like yeah I, would, I get up at three in the morning get all that shit done i think i i think i bought like a uh like a really nice fax machine two days before people stopped faxing well there you go i did i bought like the top of the line I'm like all right i got i got so probably it was cheap though i had a little cash i'm like all right i'm gonna make this hit. no i th- no i think i got like right before they went oh. down yeah i bought at the top of fax machines yeah, yeah. and then yeah, two days later everybody's like you know this is a stupid thing just, yeah. why'd you buy that i remember thinking they were extremely I mean, cool though they were yeah. I, I, it's what you said plain paper fax was one of the greatest inventions ever yeah. it, was, it was amazing this changes everything Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling, too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are... Put up that mistletoe, because these clips are ready for some of that sweet, sweet best of action. On this episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast... Brought to you, as always, by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week. Judy Gold. 
Joanne Parker, Scott Harris, and Greg Warren. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Let's take that boat before us and sing a chorus or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for us. Stay right together with you.